another episode of Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. So we're just going to jump around uh, on this list this week. Uh, once again, no rhyme, no reason. Shouldn't be. I'm still in a holding pattern with probation. I, uh, you know, it's been a little over two weeks. I'm going to drop a call to the lawyer about, you know, what the progress is, but I'm still in a holding pattern. Um, which affects not only my personal life, but my professional life as well with uh, getting a big boy job and, you know, uh, moving forward with some of the bigger plans we have for the network, uh, which I will not talk a great deal about today, I don't think. But this uh, kind of goes back into uh, something that was from last week where, um, you know, my boss at the day job uh, doesn't seem to have time to sit down and talk with me. And I'm just getting this sense that no one has the time to sit down and talk with me. And it's a little frustrating because I make the time to, um, you know, eyeball my email a couple times a day to fire off any emails I need to, to make the calls I have to. Why can't everyone else? But then again, I'm projecting that, you know, I have the time to do it and these people may not. So, unfair, yes. Frustrating, undoubtedly, still. Let's jump into the, the BACN um, that I said I wouldn't talk a lot about. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll talk uh, about it much, but uh, the schedule is working. I am uh, running ahead on variant covers. I am recording this early, uh, earlier than I usually would uh, based on the schedule like I did last week. It, it seems to be working. I'm, I'm not falling behind on anything except for fact that I don't have the time to sit and watch movies, um, and I think probably the end of this week and beginning of next, as I really feel that momentum from moving forward happening um, and getting ahead in work where I don't have to worry about everything being extremely time-sensitive and schedule-based, you know, I'll be able to have the time to sit down and play catch-up on some movies. I don't think I'll have the time to, to play catch-up and watch, like, four movies at a whack, but, you know, one or two. You know, the next hopefully a couple of days or next week uh, will be fine with me. I'm really looking forward to actually going out to a theater to see a movie. I haven't done that in a while, being that it's screener season. Um, but I'm looking forward to the new RoboCop, which I will probably talk about on um, an episode of No Applause, Just the Clap. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't have an opinion of it yet so that you can hear on this or any other show. That sounded professional. Let's talk about bad Chinese fortune cookies. Not that they went bad, but I got a bad fortune. I, I, I got a good fortune, uh, but it was oddly specific, and it said, when you awake tomorrow, the solution to your problem will be made clear. It's very specific. I got this on a Saturday afternoon, so I expected something to happen on Sunday, and nothing did. I got a fair amount of work done on the BACN stuff, but I, I didn't receive a call from the lawyer saying everything was good. I didn't run into um, my future wife, which I will talk about in a little bit. It was oddly specific, and then nothing happened. Nothing. I I, uh, I, I did some grocery shopping. Like I said, I played catch-up on, on the network stuff. That's it. I, I didn't do, you know, maybe I should have done something, but the universe should have been a bit more specific. Uh, it just said, when I wake. So I don't understand, you know, exactly what, what, uh, what was supposed to happen. Um, maybe something happened and I don't know about it. Uh, that's very true. That would be the universe's way. Um, and speaking of future wife, I'm not saying I met anyone. I didn't. But before I went to bed on Friday night, uh, Saturday morning after recording Shooting the Gap, as I was closing my eyes, I had this flash bulb go off my brain and there was this image of this girl and 
it was like, yes, that's the girl. That's the one. I haven't had a psychic flash like that in a long time. And uh, so I, I told Deb about this off-air uh, last, uh, about a week and a half ago. Sharp features, yet effeminate, glasses, brown hair, mid-length, slight build, fair-skinned. And then, unfortunately, I've kind of muddled the details here where when I meet her, uh, I believe she'll be wearing either a red scarf and green jacket or a green scarf and a red jacket. Um, I'm not sure. Not a bright red. She wasn't dressed like Christmas. But it was kind of a... The green was kind of a pea green. The red was kind of a, a, a burgundy uh, wine color. I'm, I'm not one to, to pass up a, 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 th a thing like that, uh, dismiss it easily. So um, it was kind of an exciting, like, woke up that morning and was like, I still remember her. Like, that's, it, it wasn't like this, like, a dream like you can't remember. It was, like, fried into my brain. It was like, tattooed into my brain, uh, the psychic vision of this girl. So I look forward to meeting you whatever your name is. Let's see, what else? Uh, you might hear me clicking in a second. I'm trying to clear out some of this list so I can see what I've got. But, you know, it, it's funny that, you know, I had this moment with this girl, uh, psychically, I guess, and, um, you know, there's there's a line from Lazarus Churchyard that has always stuck with me, and it's the, I believe the first line, the first issue, where he says, no one kisses me anymore. And it's something where... I've said something similar where it's like, I don't hear love songs anymore. Um, I'm not, I, I don't hear a song go, oh, that, that's the, you know, that's a love song. I, you know, that fills me with butterflies and cupcakes. And no, nothing fills me with butterflies and cupcakes right now. You know, Deb and I talked off air uh, last week about, you know, how I do tap dance that line of being alone and being lonely. And I think it's because I'm making so much progress personally um, that I'm very sensitive uh, and feel vulnerable to depression, you know, and the maybe not darker thoughts, but the kind of shades of gray. Like I said, that come from that alone versus loneliness. I'm 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 handling it well. Um, I misspoke to Deb and said I was going to watch Blue Valentine, and she was like, "Oh my God, don't watch that." Um, I had misspoke. I meant Blue Jasmine, but I have seen Blue Valentine. Lord knows, I would not watch that in the state I'm in. It is a fantastic movie for the therapy, before empathy and vulnerability. Uh, I was not known to emote, and I was not known to kind of lose my composure. Uh, if I got angry, I stewed, I sulked, but I was never really uh, hugely vocal. So <laughs> it wasn't me that lost my composure. This is a coworker I may have, have talked about before, but uh, just has, uh, you know, problems uh, keeping her composure when things don't go her way or when there's a control issue that comes up um, and there's a loss of control on her part. Or she doesn't know something, which I can empathize with. I'm, I'm, you know, the same way. But uh, once again, I've had, uh, you know, therapy and time to temper that, to temper my temper. Really, uh, I've, I've, you know, talked to her about it before uh, in a very casual sense. Um, and you know, she was like, "Well, I'll work on it. I'll work on it." And that was, you know, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. It's one of those in my head. I was like, "Well, that took me the better part of a year in therapy to to be able to pull that kind of stuff off. You're not going to be able to." do it in two weeks, might white-knuckle it, um, but it's going to eventually, you know, it, it's going to come back out. It's, it's and, I, and I see that it's it's very much control issues um, in the relationship and in her life uh, that are triggering these things, but it's not my place to, you know, therapize her. I can only control myself um, and some of my immediate surroundings, but that's about it. You know, it, it's hard letting go sometimes. 
the control issues, you know, they've, they've kind of sprung up a bit more lately. Um, I've noticed that I, I've uh, been acting more like uh, pre-Vatican II, Doug, as I call it. But once again, I have the presence of mind to check that and go, okay, what's going on? What's triggering this? You know, yeah, you're angry, but anger is a secondary emotion, which I haven't talked about in a while. You know, okay, I'm frustrated. Why am I frustrated? I feel this way. I feel that way. And I've been able to kind of diffuse myself. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to talk to the, the coworker in question about, you know, what frustrates me and how I feel. But, you know, as long as I'm okay and, you know, keeping my side of the street clean, so to speak, it, it's a lot easier just to let that go. go. Okay, well, you know, it's it's out of me now and I've reconciled it and, you know, that's it. So... You know, once again, very interesting because she's, you know, making noise about, you know, wanting more responsibilities and, and so forth and so on. And um, I've, I've talked to the the boss at the day job and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to him. I'm not going to throw her under a bus, but I'm not going to lie to him and say, yeah, I think she'd be great. She has no problems. It's like, well, here are the problems I see in an objective way from a business standpoint. And one of them is that she fails to keep her composure uh, when shit goes down. But, you know, once again, it, it's it's a very sobering experience to come across someone like that where without my experience, without the therapy, um, without the, the, the time of life, where I was, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, two years ago, ten years ago. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those like, oh, is that... Man, that's that's how it was. That it it doesn't sicken me, but it you know it's it's one of those real change happens when you know you think like oh you know if I went back to how I used to be and it, and that sickens me. It nauseates me to think of how I acted back then. And to see someone who does that, it's like oh man, like I, I can't believe that's how I was. And like I said, it's 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 sobering. So let's talk about something a little happier, and then we'll get into some pop culture. Um, actually, both are pop culture, and both make me happy. I got more of my little guys. I got more hero clicks. And uh, I stopped by on my way home uh, from recording uh, Shooting the Gap, and I stopped by uh, my Lie Comics, and just was like, you got them? And he goes, yep. And I went, great. And I said, you know, what are these? And he goes, uh, these are the Avengers versus X-Men sets. And they had one set of Avengers, one set X-Men, and I went... Uh, great, I'll take him. And he goes, which one? And I said, one of each, please. So I've got another two maps, another, like, a 12 to 16 guys, and some of them are really good. So hopefully I'm going to reach out to the Goon Squad, which has been on my list for the better part of two months. Uh, and, uh, you know, like I've, I've talked about, I wanted to launch um, a show that, that's us playing, because the, the shit-talking alone is hilarious, and I think the game needs to kind of have more exposure. I, I love it still. Um, I miss it. It's like, you know, playing an old video game when you, when you talk, you know, to friends, you're like, oh, you remember Boy and his Blob, or you remember the original Zelda, or do you remember when Zelda 2 went, you know, side-scroll, and there's this kind of, like, fun spark of, of childlike glee and uh, nostalgia that happens. So, you know, I like to kind of bring the game back, at least back into my life, and, and, and play with my friends, and there'd be a social aspect, and that'd be a lot of fun. Um, and like I said, it'd be another show. Um, that's not the only reason I'd be doing it, but um, but it made me happy to buy more metal guys. So, and lastly, I had a uh, quote-unquote life-shattering uh, experience where 
Uh, I believe if I haven't talked about it on this, I'll, I'll talk about it a little at, at length uh, right now. If I have, I'm sorry to scrub, um, just scrub over it. But uh, the first movie I've always maintained, the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Return of the Jedi, and that you know ends with you know them taking down the Empire and there's the Ewoks and they sing Yub Yub and and that whole uh, thing. And, you know, you have Luke uh, moving on with his life after the death of uh, his father, Vader. Spoilers um, from, you know, 40 years ago. And, uh, you know, and, and Han and Leia, you know, finally, um, you know, requite their loves for each other. And I guess everyone trusts Lando Calrissian. It's far out of the realm for me because I'm like, dude, you fucked us over really bad. Uh, but anyway... And I was talking to my mom, I was seeing her, uh, and I was talking, I don't know why we were talking about this, but, uh, we were talking about, you know, oh yeah, the first movie I saw in theaters was Return of the Jedi, and how she was afraid when she took me, like, I'd be running around a terror, uh, as I was at that age. And she goes, no, you were sitting there, like, wrapped in attention, like, I, I couldn't believe you just, like, locked on it. And I was like, well, yeah, but seven, like, you, you have the concepts of, like, sitting down and, you know, being quiet, and she goes... But you weren't seven. You were like two or three. And I went, no, it doesn't make any sense because Jedi was in 87. She goes, Doug, I took you. You were like two or three. And I'm like, well, no, that doesn't make any sense because, oh, my God, my first movie was Empire. My first movie in theaters was actually Empire Strikes Back, which explains so much. It ends with, you know, Luke's re re uh, revelation that Vader's his father. He gets his hand cut off. Uh, Lando the you know, previously uh, talked about Lando Calrissian betrays the group, uh, you know, to Vader, and Han gets frozen in the Carbonite to go to Jabba's palace, desert, you know, palace. Uh, it, it's just a series of, of, of downers, like, you know, like Dante says in, um, in Clerks. And, you know, I've never been an optimist. I've never truly been upbeat um, at the core of me. I've always been kind of, you know, I was always kind of cynical, uh, and, and kind of shitty uh, since I was 17. It's just funny that that's the movie I saw in theaters that not only, you know, it sparked my love of science fiction um, and pop culture, but the fact that I saw the downerest science fiction movie at, at such a young age, and it was like, oh, God, people are going to betray you, and you can't trust your family, and you can't trust your friends, and, you know, you can be frozen in a block. Holy crap, you could lose your hand. Completely feeds how my my personality paradigm uh, was was instilled very early on. So I thought that was really jokingly life-shattering. Um, not to mention I prefer Empire. I, I, it's just an amazing movie. And to have that, um, you know, kind of locked up in, in the old brain chamber is, is uh, you know, it hasn't changed my life now, but... It's always funny to talk about, like, oh, I had life-changing experience, and I actually saw Empire instead of Jedi. And it's funny because a few people I told, they were like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, on that note, from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my neuroses. Good night, Internet. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive Producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickbert. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. 
Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!